it's even warmer for the afternoon. Chance of rain comes in late in the day tomorrow. It'll be ending early Sunday. Overnight, fair skies, morning lows 40s. Tomorrow, increasingly cloudy, a spotty afternoon shower to the mid to upper 60s. Likely a round or two of the showers or a thunderstorm tomorrow night, ending early Sunday with the low of 40s and 50s. Becoming partly cloudy through the afternoon Sunday with a high going to lower 60s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Hi there, welcome back. It's uh, you're always welcome back here at the Food Show, which we are here for you every day. And uh, take a look and and a, a sniff and a writing and a little this, a little that, and you put it together and you have something uh, comes apart as a one way to make it to it's a food show it's a what it's a food show somebody I'm, gets I'm, money I'm, for this i'm becoming <laughs> I'm, i'll be checking I, I'm on that i'm becoming succinct i'm moving into the succinct world it's the food show welcome to the food show tom and marianne fitzmore is here ready to talk food with you it really is, too. Have you been just to like any place good Just like you've been doing a long, long time, Tom. Very what? long. Just like you've been doing a long, long time. It has been? Yeah. 33 years. I think that's a pretty long time, I'd say. Yeah. For me, not so much. Two and a half years. Can't believe it's even been two and a half years. But here we are. It's Friday, the Friday before Christmas. Now, let's see. Wouldn't this be the... No. Would this be the big day for the Galatoire's... Uh, crowd. Uh, every time is I it ask the Friday about before it, Christmas or is it the day before Christmas Eve? It's a Friday before Christmas, isn't it? Well, also some of our people are getting out and going to dinner, uh, and uh, I know they're coming up pretty soon. But if, well, last week we went to that yeah. uh, auction of tables at Galatoire's yeah. for. I did go there. You know, only in New Orleans could you have something like this, where people pay people to stand in line to get a table at Galatoire's. Yeah. And this went on for and years they have and years been and years. For a long time. And someone had the brilliant idea to auction tables and give the money to charity. And it is a brilliant idea. And so uh, the the auction for the tables was maybe a week and a half ago so i guess this is the day that they're talking about but anyway if you bought one of those tables and you're going to galatoire's because you bought one of those tables when did you get then it? congrats i know they paid at least four thousand dollars for it hi gregory gregory nice to hear from you merry christmas oh joyo noel <laughs> oh no not that again <laughs> <laughs> Happy Christmas to both of you guys. Thank How's you. the old man doing? Hey, Tom. <laughs> Hello there. I am Hello the there. old man. He is the old man, getting older I am the old day. guy. Yes. Somebody said that, and it's true. You know, in Britain, that's a, you know, that's a very affectionate term, old man. 
Hello, old man. How are you? Well, I was thinking, I was thinking British when you said uh, Happy Christmas, because that's what they say no, instead very, of Merry yeah, Christmas. Very British. That comes from my Manchester side of my family. Ah, <laughs> I'm, very, okay. I'm very proud of me English roots, you know. Yes. Well, <laughs> I don't have... But, well, actually, I do, I do have little English roots somewhere along the line in my mom's family. But anyway. Isn't I'm it sure some kind do. of... Uh, uh, Fundy, Monday, Monday, Sunday, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, we have we have Fitzmorris. Is uh, there's the the children here at the Fitzmorris house are um, mostly Irish, but That's also French. That's not a bad French. thing at all, darling. Yes, I'm a I, think Irish so English. <laughs> I think so too. I think so too. Campbell Brown is me name. <laughs> oh really? Oh, I like that yeah. name, Campbell. I do. Oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Campbell was my. Uh, maternal grandmother's family uh, all the way back from Scotland up there in the up in the highlands Inverness you know bagpipers in the clans <laughs> and, and cold weather very cold very cold very yes. strong men and very very stronger even stronger women well you know there. you gotta be if it's brutal like that yeah, it's brutal, brutal. brutal. It's, my, my friend I have a they're either always on the sea or they're fighting the English. <laughs> yeah, I have a uh, I have a good friend, and um, I used to read a lot more travel magazines than I do, but I still do read them every now and then. But there was this one article about Scotland, and there is a photograph of a little cottage on a bluff, surrounded by sheep, and nothing else. With, sure. And by a bluff, I mean a cliff with the sea yeah, in the no, background. Straight yeah. down to the sea. Yeah, so. yeah. And then I, and then I, I always, whenever she and I talk about how crazy life has become, we look at each other and we go, the cottage in Scotland, and just think about what it would be like to live that life. I don't well, think I would like it. It would be a lonely I, life. It sounds like the next time you and Tom go on a European adventure, make make Scotland one of your stops. I mean, it is. I mean. Any part of Scotland is quite—it's quite beautiful. But I'm, of course, I'm very, you know, biased as far as the northern, you know, Inverness, and uh, it, it's—that's uh, where my ancestral home is. But by the way, I still have like third and second cousins that still live in Scotland. I mean, it's oh, just cool. you know, you know, once removed and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, you know, once you're a Campbell, you're a Campbell for life. Campbells you know, that's are my big. middle name. <laughs> yeah. Campbells it's are one big. of the biggest clans of all Scotland. Do you, do you do you talk to them? Do you keep up with them? Oh, um, there's there's cards and letters sent, and of course, email. Really, um, that's wonderful. Sure, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, track down my family in Ireland. It it uh, really heated up when when my father passed away almost two months ago. He passed away October 25th. I remember oh, I mentioned that to I'm you guys. Sorry, I think yeah. the last phone call. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, he was you know he was very close to my grandmother, his his mom, Esther Campbell, and. Uh, and uh, she was always in communication. And when my father died, you know, the communication kind of picked up, you know, because it was like, oh, it was such a shock. Because he was, my uh, father was a still a pretty vibrant, uh, a vibrant uh, person. And uh, it just, it just took us all. It just, it yeah. went quick too, yeah. you know, within a week. And it had nothing to do with COVID nineteen. His, his heart finally gave out. He had had congestive heart failure when he was in his sixties. Mm-hmm. So he, he almost made eighty six. So we're very grateful for that. Anyway. Yes, the Green anyway, Reaper I, always comes at the end of the year. So let's go to food on that note. Because yeah, yeah I wanted to food. Let's talk about haggis. No, let's not talk Sure, about. let's do it. <laughs> no, let's go. never talk about that. Go ahead. Oh, or, or a scotch egg, perhaps. No, no. I, oh, I, I, I love scotch eggs. Restaurant. Oh, me, me too. I mean, they're difficult to make, but they're totally delicious. 
Um, the um, I, I want to give a food report. Okay, I have, let's uh-huh. do it. I, a food, uh, a restaurant report, food report. A, a sued report. Oh, food I see. Food report, Tom. Food. food report. Restaurant, restaurant, beep, 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 restaurant report. <laughs> Go ahead. Flashing, breaking news. Now, Mr. Ed's on live oak. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, yeah. last night, that was with my brother and my sister-in-law. They're in town. They're going to stay throughout the holidays, all the way past New Year's. And uh, we went to Mr. Ed's because I live near there. And um, I had, and I'm a big, big fan of speckled trout, especially mm-hmm. trout miniere, trout of almondine. speckled trout. Speckled trout, yeah, me too. Is that what yeah. you said? Oh, that's interesting because yeah. uh, I, I much I prefer found... speckled trout to redfish. Much prefer. Yeah, I do too. It, Which just, one did you pick I, it for? I won't even. I got it at Mr. Ed's, and I got the trout miniere, just the brown butter. Trout miniere. Uh-huh. Well, that's yeah. that's the New Orleans and uh, Louisiana. Um, I haven't had a, I haven't had a trout miniere that good since Stephen and Martin's over on Myland Street. Goodness, that's a long time ago. But I, I, I wonder I if they that's got a I'm chance to uh, turning over something to this. Uh, actually, are you pointing this out? Uh, Scott's brand? Is who was, that? Who no, no, was the no. Chef, who was the chef at no? Stephen and Martin? Oh, back well, back when I was um, going there a lot, it was Bingo Star. But there was another oh. great gentleman before him. Oh. Uh, I can't remember his name. Wasn't and Ron I should remember wasn't, wasn't he one of them? That's it. That's it. Yeah. Of course, mm-hmm. Marianne. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're getting the encyclopedic mind of Tom Fitzmaurice. <laughs> it's yeah. I have sucked <laughs> it out. Yeah, I had to do it. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line anyway, is if you hang out with somebody you, for 30 years, you get something, you know. Well the, well, you know, the truth is, I want to. I, I, I just want to tell anybody who's listening, I haven't been to Mr. Ed's in maybe a year or so, and it's not for any, you know, because we have so many choices, and then this COVID thing, I kind of restricted my going out thing. But um, Mr. Ed's is delightful. I mean, it, is good. it really is a gem right there in the middle of Bucktown, you know? I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. not really it's, in the middle of Bucktown, very, but you know what I mean. It's very Nolens, darling. Oh, I haven't been so there. Uh, I'm, it's on my list and, of things. And he is so Nolans. <laughs> I mean, uh, the way he talks cracks me up. <laughs> I know. You, uh, uh, listen, I mean, the guy lived in, in Harahan, Treme. I don't know where else he lived. He lived in downtown, I guess. Tom's, Tom's, Tom's. He's rich enough to live in about traveler. six different places, though. So. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You, hey. you know, uh, over the years, uh, we have bounced uh, whatever we're doing <laughs> about the Irish people and uh, the Brits and all the people from that part of the world. And the oftentimes, if not like always, uh, where, they, where they have a, a new uh, a prod, uh, same sort of thing. And uh, mm-hmm. we get into some, some skits music uh, the other way. But it, what uh, always interests me <laughs> is if you, ever started, a, um, if you ever started, if you ever, you're getting out of your uh, car and you uh, you go to the airport or the or the airport or whatever and find out that there's a big big uh, uh, breakfast for the uh, the the guys from the Scotch Scotch guys, and they <laughs> always have really interesting uh, food at breakfast. It's it's yeah, that's like the breakfast meal. And they sometimes it'll have eggs, Scotch eggs. It'll have pheasant and it 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 um. And yes, even haggis. Although I'm not a fan. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I think it's really different. It's so different from everything else you ever eat. 
Yep, that's for yeah, sure. Um, Absolutely. The, the, the food of Scotland is uh, is uh, quite robust. It's quite rustic. Um, it's full of, uh, you know, you know, ingredients. To a travel show, food. Tom's going to start picketing it. I know. Well, it's not full of ingredients <laughs> that we're familiar with here. I mean, some of the herbs. And I don't have a problem with it. I, I, I really oh, I love, love uh, the mm. idea of spreading and then out all over. On my British side, I mean, you know, if it hadn't been for my dad's side of the family, we wouldn't even be in New Orleans. He was in the cotton trade, my great-great-grandfather. He was from Manchester, and that's how he ended up in New Orleans. This was the hugest cotton market in the world in the 1850s, 1860s, all the way past the Civil War, up until the turn of the last century, up until the 1900s. It was a lot of markets for a lot of things. The cotton exchange in New Orleans was the largest in the world. All the boats came out of New Orleans then. And yeah, uh, um, then then the, then the railroads and freight trucks kind of killed the river traffic as far as cotton exports because they could take it on a train and they could take it on a, a truck well, up to New York, it, in New Jersey. It was a big, but, big place. Yeah, go ahead. Boy. But uh, listen, I had I had heard something the other day. Y'all are looking at a realtor to sell the old Cool Water Ranch. No, no. Oh wait, I, well I thought to you were the one... to talk to a realtor about selling a property, and I was like, about, no, no way. about you know? about not the ranch, but the one in Metairie. I don't mean to get personal or anything, but I couldn't. The one in Metairie. Guys... Oh, 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 good. Okay, that yeah, well, you might as well just wash your hands at the South Shore, huh? <laughs> except it's on the restaurants, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gregory. I mean, we have listen, a hard break that we're two minutes I, behind listen, I already. To wish you a happy Imagine Christmas, that. Of course. To you too. Imagine that. Hey, um, um, uh, um, anyway, Mr. Ed's is terrific. That Trout Minier is called Trout Minier Perfection, if you ask me. Okay, hmm. that's a good tip. We'll do. We'll mention yeah. that because it's. Uh, I haven't heard I mean, that. he's 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 got it nailed. You know, he does. He knows. He knows the locals. You know. So anyway. Bop, bop, bop. Alrighty. Well, thanks a lot for spending some time with us. It's always great for us. And uh, the new days that come along, we get to find out what's the hot stuff and what's coming and all of that here on The Food Show. One of my favorite places to be in every holiday season is Antoine's. I love the decorations, the traditions, and the food. Go to Open Table and make a reservation for the Antoine's traditional four-course Revion menu featuring local favorites like duck and andouille gumbo, seafood courbillon, and a holiday meringue glacé. $54 plus tax and tip, plus $35 for wine pairings. Antoine's 713 St. Louis Street. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home Cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. Annadell's Plantation is a stately bed and breakfast with beautiful grounds and two gorgeous rooms upstairs. It's a great getaway. The food here is that familiar Louisiana cooking inspired by Galatoire's with reasonable prices. A welcoming and cozy dining room and very special bar make this a hidden gem. Anna Dell's Plantation, 71518 Chestnut Street, Covington, 985-809-7669. Night and day, you are the one. You're like you're in fun, say from the stage.
All right. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. To you all. It's a, we're a week. A Even week if you're not Christmas. Christmas. What? We're a week out from Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable that it's here already. What Any, did you have to say? That's all I had to say. Tom, today in 1892, <laughs> Tchaikovsky's ballet, The Nutcracker, was first performed in St. Petersburg, Russia. You said that you were surprised it was really about a nutcracker. You've been trying to find a performance of The Nutcracker to attend somewhere around town, but you can't seem to. I'm sorry, I don't get The Nutcracker. Che, do you like The Nutcracker? I, I don't understand the point of the Nutcracker or why in the world it ever became a Christmas classic. I know I'm insulting a lot of people, particularly ballet dancers, but it just, uh, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Handel's Messiah, on the other hand, I totally understand, but this one, not so much. Anyway, 5569696. Five, nine, six, nine, six. We are getting further and further off the subject of food. Michael75 has completely derailed this program and made it turn into a travel show. I got to reel him in the next time he calls. And then uh, Gregory uh, got us off on that, on that vein, too. But we have to get back to food. That's what we're here to talk about. Mm, absolutely. We're yes. here for that. Here I am. It's sweet potato day today. Yep. Mm -hmm. Come on in with it. So, Tom, what is the difference in sweet potatoes and yams? Yams, well, sweet potatoes and hams, that's the... No, that's, not the, hams. Uh, <laughs> I but, got that. No, I got that straight The way. two things are not... Uh, <laughs> but they go together really well, don't they? Uh, Ham and I don't sweet think, potato. Wait, you don't think so? I don't think I'd have both of them in one plate at one time. Wait, wait. You don't think you would like to have like a... A baked ham and some sweet potatoes and maybe some collard greens on the same plate with a biscuit. That sounds oh, great yeah, to me. Oh yeah, it's possible, but it's that sounds uh, really good to me. Uh, it's it's it doesn't seem like a natural to me, but I guess if it works enough, it's and you like it, no mm -hmm. problem. Well, Eat it seems up. like a natural to me. As a matter of fact, it's definitely a natural because I know that um, for a while there and probably still actually. Um, Pat Gallagher was doing a sweet potato soup with andouille. Who's this, Pat Gallagher? Pat Gallagher. Oh, he, well, he's a uh, pretty smart That's guy. That's about as solid as it gets, yeah. And so I think that andouille and, which, you know, is ham, I think that <clears throat> that andouille and, and, and ham and sweet potatoes is actually a natural. Five five six nine six nine six. So today, Tom. So if you don't know what, I mean, the difference in yam and sweet potatoes. Huh? Last call before I look it up. The difference in yam and sweet potatoes. I think it's just a different strain of sweet potato, isn't it? I'd put one of them in one uh, plate and another one on well, a different plate. Well, sweet potatoes plate. much. A yam tends to be darker for sure. That's and true, a sweet but potato. It's rare has the kind of French fries uh, that with a lot of of uh, what sweet potato fries? Sweet potatoes. Wait, where did I have sweet potato fries that I thought were exceptionally good recently? Hmm. Well, get, tell me because I want to go. Somebody had sweet potato fries that were so good, I actually almost might have thought about preferring them to white potato fries. 
Oh, why not? If it sounds I mean, good and you like it, go for was, it. But it was just like, whoa, wait a second. I didn't know a sweet potato fry could taste like this. All right, so what you say about sweet potatoes on Sweet Potato Day, sweet potatoes are essential to the holiday table, but we never get tired of eating them down here in Louisiana. Mm. Not only do they taste good with Creole and Cajun food, but they're a major, major local crop. I don't see Louisiana's anything wrong or even dull uh, to... To any of that, that all sounds good well, to I me. I haven't even started. Huh? <laughs> I haven't really started yet. Louisiana sweet potatoes are the standard of the business, like Vermont maple syrup. Tom, you love that maple syrup, don't you? I love that. Syrup. Idaho potatoes and California artichokes. Ah, now you're talking California artichokes. Sweet potatoes are the roots of a vine related to the morning glory. They have thin reddish-brown skins and the soft orange insides with a substantial sweetness. You know, I don't really get sweet potato as being sweet. If it's just a sweet potato that you bake and you put butter in it, I don't understand the sweetness. I don't, I really don't get it. Now, when you put, you know, the maple sugar and you put the marshmallows and all that, excuse me, crap on it, it becomes sweet. But um, when we do sweet potatoes here, we do a, a, uh, an Indian version, which is, I think, really good. All varieties of sweet potatoes are New World vegetables and have been cultivated in the Americas for as long as 5,000 years. What in 5,000 years? <clears throat> um, did, I did I hear you say that just now? Yeah, New World vegetables cultivated in the Americas for as long as 5,000 yeah. years. Columbus ate them on his first voyage. Uh -huh. They're widely but inaccurately called yams. Ah, here we get to the difference. The true yam is an unrelated, larger, harder, starchier African root popular in the Caribbean. But even in Africa, the sweet potato is replacing the true yam simply because it tastes better. Boy, that's true. Totally true. Most sweet potatoes are harvested in midsummer to early fall. This has no effect on their goodness or availability because they can be stored for months. Indeed, storage seems to help the flavor. Sweet potatoes are good both in savory dishes, baked, mashed, or fried, or desserts. The line is frequently crossed. Most mashed sweet potatoes are made too sweet with extra sugar and molasses and the like. On the other hand, you could add more spices, cinnamon, nutmeg, and even cardamom. That's what we do. Your favorite use of sweet potatoes is something that you grew up with, and that is when your mom made chicken gumbo. What? Uh, because they're two different flavor bunches. She baked sweet potatoes, and you ate the two and, together. And you put the two together, and they wind up. Both parts are good, but one of them is totally different in a different way than the other one. I know that sounds uh, shaking the uh, box or something and trying to come up with something else. But I don't know. I think uh, finding any kind of uh, var variance in there, I think, just makes everything taste better. Actually, you did suggest at the end of this little piece that uh, what I think is a brilliant accompaniment to sweet potatoes, duck. Duck. Absolutely. Like yeah, a somebody crispy duck, either with sweet potatoes and collards. Marianne and me uh, and a couple of other people who were with us last week, uh, we uh, got a real kick out of that. Not exactly as you're describing it, but why does it have to be any different? But that sounds good to me. Uh, once again, we came up, keep coming up with these small uh, dishes and uh, with very uh, familiar. 
items, and then it goes. And why not? You be be original. Be a be original. There you go. Yeah. Tom, you want to hear about the old kitchen sage? Sure. Tell me. The old kitchen sage says, "Inside my oven, a yam was weeping. I shouldn't have forked it around." Next time, gently with tongs, I'll remove it. Puffed skin, but safe and sound. Hmm. Where do you get that stuff? What? Where do you get that stuff? What stuff? Did you make that up? The little, the little yam. What? Sweet potato poem. Where is it that you? you I just saw read this? it. I just, I just read it. You read it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also going to read your deaf dining rule number 22. No yeah. place in the world has all the food of all the world. If you have looked in vain for a certain foodstuff or dish where you live, it may well mean that you will have to travel elsewhere to find it. For example, pierogies in New Orleans or crawfish etouffee in Poland. Well, I don't know about crawfish etouffee in Poland, but we have pierogies now. <clears throat> we have them, you know, probably one of those kids that moved in from somewhere has, uh, has brought us pierogies. Not from Poland. Not, no. Not moved in from Poland. Someone called me today already from, and wanted you know, to go to a, maybe, a Polish today. Maybe, uh, where's, where's, where's pierogies in the United States? It's up in like the Wisconsin area, isn't it? Where, what is it? Pierogies. Hiroji? P-E-R. I'm not even sure I'm saying it right. Let me see Pierogi? if we can get Siri to say it. Pierogies. Pierogi. Yeah, it's that Polish dish. Hiroshi. Yeah, I think that's the way you say it. Let's see. What what is that and what it's, who It's who, like a um who gets it? It's like a What's that thing that's spreading or from Texas? Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I'll have to look it up and see. It is time for the bottom of the hour news from Louisiana Radio Network. We'll be back. Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Governor Edwards implores business owners to recommit to COVID safety as cases surge statewide. I know this is tough. I know this is tough on your businesses. I know this is tough on your families. This is tough on you. We are going to get through this, but we've got some work to do, y'all. That's Edwards who says the state needs to get back to masking up and socially distancing while in stores and approach it with the kind of commitment that we had back in spring when we flattened the curve the first time. He says people are getting lax again. Quite frankly, I'm very disturbed at the number of people who are engaging in activities as if nothing's going on. I'm Matt Doyle. The state reported 3,103 new COVID-19 cases today and 30 fatalities. Congressman-elect Luke Letlow announced on social media this morning that he tested positive for COVID. Letlow is reportedly resting at home and following CDC guidelines. This week, Congressman Cedric Richmond and Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser also announced they were COVID positive. LRN. Hey y'all, I'm Amanda Shaw. We all know Louisiana is as fun as all get out. So get out, take a road trip, and explore our state. Fill her up, then try a new restaurant that's as fun-loving as it is food-loving. Grab the family and take off for monumental adventures at our 21 state parks. Or take a magical minivan tour along our 19 scenic trails and byways. Louisiana's a trip. Take one today. This is Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. Plan your road trip at louisianaisatrip.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Office of Tourism. The 2021 Honda ATV lineup is here to prove it's possible to work smarter and harder. With the power to get the job done, the technology to make it easier, and tried and tested quality to keep you moving forward, the only thing left to add is you. 
then you'll understand how life is better on a Honda. Honda recommends ATVs for riders 16 years and older and recommends that all ATV riders take a training course. AC Ambulance are the ones to talk to for all your heating and cooling needs. Call Sid, you'll be happy you did. AC Ambulance is also proud to lend a helping hand to our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge December 4th, Russell Batiste and Friends, December 11th, Little Freddie King, and December 18th, Chris Royal and Dark Matter. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, follow us on social media at Fridays from the Funky Uncle. For innovative, premium, energy-efficient indoor climate management solutions, make sure to contact AC Ambulance. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are seldom human. So very, very true. So very true. Okay, are we ready for Siri? Siri. Yeah, Siri. Here we go. Pierogi. Let's see if I got it right. Pierogi. Oh, nope. <laughs> Pierogi. Pierogi. That's how you say Pierogi. it. Pierogi. Pierogi, yes. So tell me what that is again. I don't know, that's I'm a, see. That's a uh, New England hmm. thing, isn't it? Henry said, right as we were leaving, <clears throat> he said, Are you thinking of kolachi? Which is in fact exactly what I was thinking. Okay, there's there's Bialis. Do you remember Bialis? Do you remember what's her name? What was that um, New York Times restaurant critic? Who predated hundred thousand racial? Yeah, <clears throat> she was a long time. Tom, you had dinner with her once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can if find out her name. But anyway, she was a New York Times restaurant critic back in the eighties, and she came to New Orleans. And you had dinner with her. I mean, there were several. There's Ruth Rachel, there's Coleman Andrews. But before all of them, she was a middle-aged New Yorker. Is this ringing a bell at all? Mm-hmm. Well, help me out. <laughs> well, it sounds like it. Uh, if someone can help me, um, yeah. tell me who uh, Ruth Craig Claiborne. Mm-hmm. I can picture her. I can absolutely picture her, but I don't I don't remember her name. Anyway, she was of I think Does she? I think she might have been of Polish descent, but she was talking about Bialis. And I think a pierogi and a biali are kind of similar. They're one of those European, maybe Central European veg, not vegetables, uh, pastries that, um, gosh, that is going to drive me crazy. Well, keep listening every day. Because All of you gourmets who have been with Tom for 30 years, help me out here. She's a former New York Times restaurant critic. Richard Collins. Not, not Ruth Reichel. 
not uh, not anyone from the 90s on, but she was a very long time restaurant critic for the New York Times. And um, she she had she even wrote a book about Bialis. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that's the way I'm going to look her up. Books about Bialis. And she will have it. Well, I remember you what that was. You know what I'm talking was. about? You know, I mean, yeah, I know I can jog your memory eventually. Bialis, Bial, it, it's, that's not exactly the, uh, the pronunciation of it. But Oh, I hope he's uh, going to help me. Hey, Ron, let's go to Ron the Gourmet, hopefully, uh, memory jogger. What you got there, Ron? Hey, I'm good. How are Mimi you all Sheridan. doing? Happy Friday. Mimi TGIF. Sheridan. That was her name. That's Thank her you. name. Mimi Come on Sheridan. in. Have a seat. Okay. Okay. Join us. You. You are you calling to help me out? Uh, I'm going to try. Uh, if not, I have, a re- I have a referral for you. Okay. Henry and I were talking about this just a moment ago. Anyway, what's your question, Marianne? Well, I just got it. It's Mimi Sheridan. That's who it was. Okay. Mimi Sheridan well, we were... Go ahead. wrote a book about Bialis, and that's her heritage. Yeah, I think it's it like is. Eastern European. It's a pastry, and then pierogies. And so I'm trying to figure out the difference between a pierogi and a bialy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a pierogi, uh, I, it took me a while to figure that out again but it is uh one of those things that you don't exactly dip it or or anything you you go in and it's more like a deli but a home home cook style with dinner yes i thought i knew you had dinner with her at one point three different times maybe sheridan yes yeah she and goes way back, like maybe the seventies or so. She was uh, quite uh-huh. a. She had thought about everything I'd ever heard talked about it, which say uh, say something over at a restaurant like that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's her birthday or something. What's, no, 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 no. I'm just. It, you know, it's like I say. The food show starts off and it goes on a winding yellow brick road. So there was something in your almanac today about pierogies, and I was trying to remember what that pastry was and then i started thinking about bialis and then i got them confused okay i assume you're calling about something ron probably trying to help me go ahead well what i was going to do is talk about something else that's a lot of fun and it's the indian samosa oh i samosa. love those i love those but you know they yeah, uh, i would say they're kind of all ahead. the same thing but go ahead go ahead well i think that every culture has their own I call them dinner pastry, okay? And, there you go. Uh, I, I, uh-huh. I love this kind of food. Now, I'm reading right now. I know what a samosa is, but basically it says a samosa is a fried or baked pastry with a savory filling such as spiced potatoes, onions, peas, cheese, beef, or other meats or lentils. And, and it's a, a samosa is basically an Indian pierogi, in my opinion, but I love the samosas, and the trick that a lot of people struggle with is to try to get the Indian... Uh, spice down without going through a whole lot of work. And I was telling Henry, I start off with two spices. I start off with chili powder and then turmeric. I add a little salt, a little pepper, and usually some garlic powder. And I, I put that like in, let's say, just say tomato paste or tomato sauce. And it's amazing how close you can get with using just those two simple ingredients. It's primarily chili powder and turmeric and a little garlic. Yeah, I, but uh, if you came from, let's say, uh, the uh, here in New Orleans, uh, you would uh, not pick up exactly the uh, 
style that they put on uh, over there at uh, I, I don't I can't remember the name of the book either. It's, uh, it's Shlo- Bialy. That's what Bialy, that's like a category. That's what I've been making. But uh, you'll find it. it if you go to any of any good uh, store uh, for uh, alcoholic and not so and anything in between. Uh, you'll turn away with something good. Okay, so so one of the things that we're doing for Christmas is rolling in puff pastry uh, an andouille with some yeah. cheese, and I didn't mm-hmm. realize that I'm making bialis. That's what I'm making. Yeah, so that's right. So now I can say it's bialis instead of puff pastry around exactly sausage. Exactly right. You did it there on we the go. Nose. All right, Ron, go ahead. I assume that you would like to continue. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, I've got a friend, uh, it used to be Sarah's restaurant uptown in the Riverbend, and then uh, he went to work for the guy that owns the old Skiros in the Maroney. Yes, okay? yes. And this, uh-huh. this, chef's, Silk Road. This, chef, yeah. this chef's name is Ganesh Iyengar, and Ganesh mm-hmm. is from Bombay, okay, in India. Yes. And when I was working at Sarah's, one of the things I used to do in the back is I used to help make and then deep fry the samosas. So anybody that wants to try a samosa, go to, uh, my recommendation is is to, to try Silk Road in the Marigny. I think it's the 2500 block of Royal Street. I'm pretty sure the cross street is Spain Street. It's right there on the corner. There's a B&B upstairs. Uh, Silk Road restaurant is downstairs. I would call them up and see if they're open. I know they were limited hours, but I would try the samosas. I would also try... Uh, they're egg rolls. They've got a crawfish egg roll that's really good. When I talked about Orleans grapevine a while back, what I suggested that people do is just, just eat off the appetizer menu. Just order two or three rounds of appetizers, and I would do the same thing at Silk Road. I think you'd be very, very impressed with the quality of the food, and you're just getting a whole bunch of different things. I'd bring two or three people and just, just order straight off the apps. Well, that's an interesting bunch. Right. Uh, well, I think that I think that a pierogi is is definitely closer to a samosa, which is closer to a meat pie, and the bialy is a little bit different. Yeah. I'm looking at the picture, so that's what it is. But yes, I totally agree with you, Ron. Every culture has a savory dinner pie. Agreed. Go and why now, not? Okay, They're I'm yummy. A- I'm going to close with something that I've heard Tom talk about. It's the, uh, it's the food at Mr. B's Bistro. I think that you could go over to Mr. B's Bistro and feast off of these things. Tom, I believe you said that it was the, the gumbo there, okay, maybe the chicken and andouille or the seafood, and then I believe it was the crab cakes. And then there was one other item that you liked on the appetizer menu. And I think if you had these three things, you could have quite the feast. Do you, do you all remember what the other item was? It was crab cakes, the gumbo, and there was something else on that appetizer menu. I just I love eating off appetizer menus. Me too. As a matter of fact, I find myself eating off of regular menus but only doing appetizers. We did that. We were almost going to do that at Desi Vega the other night, but we did decide to go ahead and eat a steak too. But it was... You know, sometimes the, I mean, appetizer menu is sometimes the more uh, interesting or the most interesting part of a menu. You know, I totally agree with sure. that. Sure. I'd rather try several different things than just focus on one entree. Anyway, TGIF, great show. And Henry, you're the magician. <laughs> we love the deficient. So uh, I mean, bring not them to back insult along. you or anything, but you're really not Mm-mm. the magician. Yeah. Okay. The magician 
that designation goes to a guy that we call Studio Steve, who does all of Tom's editing. Everybody loves Steve Steve. Okay. He's, He's uh, he is truly. I see him all over the place. Yes. Anyway, all right, let's take a break. It's mm-hmm. uh, time for um, a, a little break. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. We'll be right back. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. The New Orleans Ice Cream Company offers a true taste of New Orleans in every bite. This is ultra-premium ice cream whose flavors are inspired by everything we love to eat in New Orleans. Twelve specialty flavors like Café au lait and beignets, Bananas Foster, Creole Cream Cheese, Ponchatoula Strawberry, Coffee and Chicory, and Chocolate City. Remember that? Don't miss the Po' Boy Ice Cream Sandwich, New Orleans Ice Cream, at stores all around town. See all our products at NewOrleansIceCream.com. Parish Coffee is a small batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to parish. You make me feel so young. Yes, indeed. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we would love to talk to you. Parish something, Coffee. Uh, something blew, blew up with this. Oh, yeah? Okay. How's yeah, that? That's, I don't know, but yeah. it's got this little problem. There. Okay. It, I think it's fine. I think okay. it's just, you know, nobody's, nobody's talking to you, Tom. Guess whose birthday it is today? Jacques Pepin. Oh, we're talking to him anytime 1935. soon? 1935. No, Daniel's the only one that can get Jacques Pepin. <laughs> when, he's, when he's guest hosting, he has Jacques Pepin on. He's one of the real, not Daniel, but uh, Jacques Pepin is one of the first real chefs to become a media pro. Oh, wait, come here. We have, we have the boyfriend plumber here right now. We can get a testimonial on Parish Coffee. He doesn't really want to, though. <laughs> We've been using you, you know, all the time since Thanksgiving. Yeah, See you as later. testimonial. Yeah, I'm yeah. Five five six nine six nine six is the What's number. happening, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, I don't know. He just, Not too many restaurants have, get like to a, do this. It's, it's like what a we are doing is having that come some communications to a, a couple of things over at the food show. And uh, this is me, Tom Fitzmorris. We'd love to hear from you and anybody else who would like to give us a thought or a, or a forget a forget. Okay, so back to Jacques Pepin. Yeah, I was distracted by trying to get the I learned uh, something the from boyfriend him. to come in and talk about Parish Coffee and how much he loves it. But anyway, at the end of the supermarket aisle, big display of. Purple bags with a golden rooster, a parish coffee, available all over town. A gourmet coffee for about half the price. Anyway, Jacques Pepin was born today in 1935. Uh, sometimes uh, these 
older chefs seem dated in their style because the chef superstar industry has come a long way since the 70s. But his recipes and explanations are excellent. The books are well worth reading. Your favorite, Tom, is La Technique, which you keep within reach of your right hand. That's not really true. I've never seen that book. Do you have that book, Tom? La Technique? What is it? La Technique by Jacques Pepin. Oh, I do indeed. Uh, as a matter of fact, where is it? It's in one of my books here. Is it? Is it just and like if I don't French, have it in my it's books? It's just like French recipe techniques. Uh, yeah, it's it, more anything it, than anything. Is it, is it chef but, tips but or the, is it recipes? Well, I'll give you an an identity and excuse me. Let me talk that over again. Mm -hmm. uh, they, well, there was one week and a weekend, and either he had to take some time off, or I did, or he something did. like that. And uh, in the course of doing that, we had, uh, uh, um, I'm sorry, the chef. Uh, Jacques Pepin? Jacques Pepin. And um, in the course of doing that, uh, we did two things. First of all, uh, we had a famous chef uh, from France. Are we talking uh, Jacques Pepin? Jacques Pepin. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. and, uh, and I was looking around to, to find out where in the... Uh, World. writing of what's in this uh, can be found. Uh, so anyway, we, we got them, and it all worked out really, really well. And and here we are, uh, some terrific coffee, I'll tell you that. That came up. Wow. And uh, one other thing that they jumped on and handled very well, uh, if you're going to make some uh, uh, foamy uh Espresso, cappuccino. No, no, this isn't for coffee or anything. This is uh, an ingredient, and m one small version of it was about maybe as big as a playing card, and then the Tom, other one. Do you remember one... the foam craze? Huh? <laughs> do you remember maybe I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, the foam craze in the foam craze? F O A M, foam. Hmm. The foam craze in restaurants. Anyway, the way this worked out is that the chef uh, uh, was kept silly, pointing out, huh? It was silly, I thought. Oh. Well, he was pretty uh, good. He told is me. Is anybody still doing foam in restaurants? How to, uh, if you're making home uh, foam cream, uh, <coughs> one way to do it this way because the chef knows how, and he told me something that it was a great idea, and that is. You do it very slowly and, and at a cool temperature. There's a couple other things. Uh, I have uh, pulled that book out every time I have to do some foam cream. Yeah, uh, I don't know cream. that you do very much foam, Tom. I, a little bit. But it's I just realized how I got on pierogies. Yeah. It was your deaf dining rule. Because sometimes we get someplace, and I don't even remember how we got there, but it was your deaf dining rule where you were suggesting that you eat it where it lives, basically, which is kind of one of your big rules. Two big rules. Yeah. Your two main rules, Tom. Not a deaf dining rule, but your fundamental Tom rule of eating. They are. If it tastes good, yeah, it is good. It is good. Yeah, yeah. And the that's other one for sure. is eat it where it lives. I I actually disagree with you on just about everything else, but I do think those two things are absolutely true. Absolutely true. Actually, except for the Chef Boyardee pizza that I made the other day from the pizza kit, it uh, the sauce tasted good, but the pizza was not good. So I would say that there are sometimes exceptions to that rule, that being one of them. 
The Edible Dictionary Word of the Day is brought to you by Dorignax, which is the Food yeah. & Wine Magazine's, one of Food & Wine Magazine's top 20 regional supermarkets of all time. I think they may be here right now. And a good friend of this show because oh, yes. Nicole Dorignac comes on and gives us a blueprint for things that might be missing from the shelf and when they will return. And she does that every Thursday. But the Edible Dictionary is brought to you by Dorignax. The word for today is soubise. It's mm. an onion-flavored sauce from classic French cookery named for the gourmet mm. Charles de Rohan, the prince of soubise in France in the 1700s. It has become uncommon. The last time that you saw a soubise sauce, it was served with a poached egg dish at brunch at Commander's Palace. It's made by cooking sliced onions slowly in butter for just under an hour? An hour? Adding bechamel, straining the mixture, then enriching it with heavy cream. It could be ripe for a revival with the likes of pane veal or perhaps with a fish, or maybe it will just become extinct. I'm betting on extinction, Tom, because if you have to cook onions for an hour before doing a bechamel sauce, there are so many sauces that are much easier and things to cook that are um, just... We just don't spend that much time cooking unless you're maybe Jacques Pepin. Speaking of cooking, I cooked some shepherd's pie last night. Yeah, what'd you get? What that you, was extraordinarily ordinary. Yeah. And I was disappointed by that because the last couple of shepherd's pies that I've made were really good. And this was a little bit disappointing. Hmm. And I used my... Um, I used my... Sloppy Joe's recipe. Yeah. And I uh, I did, you know, the, the Trinity, and I use always grass-fed beef now. Little ketchup, little mustard, Worcestershire sauce. And in the past, it's really come out really good. And then I did the, the um, potatoes, the mashed potatoes, and I did some squash and corn. And if it hadn't been for the extra sharp Tillamook cheddar on the top of it, I think I would have been really disappointed. Really disappointed. Well, you can get it I mean, it was it good. I mean, how far along can you get with meat, potatoes, and some vegetables? It's not There's plenty of it out there, and you'll find it, and, uh, and it'll but, be good. Um, Why not? But I was, I was not... I was not thrilled with the product that came out of the oven. Not thrilled at all. Oh, well, it'll turn up at some point and we'll d distribute it to all our li listeners. Yes, 556 five, uh, right? It's the food nine, show. I'm Tom Fitzmaurice. Number. If you would like to talk to us, we're here to do that with you. We would love to talk to you. So give us a call. Yeah. All right. So, Who's uh, there? what? Do we have anybody hanging around? No, we do not. How was your singing lesson today, Tom? Pretty good. Yeah. That's Tom, what she kept telling Tom me. Tom is absolutely jazzed about having had a singing lesson today. Sometimes on Friday, I like to go through the almanacs for the weekend that we're not going to have. Actually, you know what? We might do this for a show tomorrow because we have next week is Christmas week coming up and they're going to be rebroadcasting shows and Lord knows we rebroadcast enough shows in this time slot because of technical difficulties so maybe what we'll do is save this 
and um, and just do a show tomorrow and on Sunday so that we can have a fresh show for people to listen to um, for the five days that it will be um, recorded shows. <clears throat> five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. Back to Christmas cooking. It's coming. Yeah. It's, it's this time. Yes, I'm very excited now that I know that I have a name for what I've been cooking. I created it myself thinking that it was a brilliant idea, which it is. But um, I didn't realize that someone has been doing it probably for centuries, which is rolling a piece of sausage in some pastry and baking it. Although it's not puff pastry, I think that's an actual dough that they do. So it's more like a bread dough around the sausage. But I'm definitely not going to make a bread dough in order to do a oh, little no. appetizer no for Christmas. No reason to do. All right, so... All right. What? Where's that ham? No. Where's what? <laughs> where, where is that coffee? Where's what? Coffee. Oh yeah, I put some coffee in for you. Um, That's mighty yeah. kind of you. Yes, I know, but it's not. I have to do it again. All right, your words to eat by today, Tom, are from John Webster, a British writer, born in 1580 today. I saw him even now going the way of all flesh. That is to say, toward the kitchen. And your words to drink by come from Keith Richards. Passing the vodka bottle. <laughs> and that doesn't make any sense at all until you see that it's actually the answer to a question. And the question of Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones, who was born today in 1943, is he was explaining how he manages uh -oh. to keep going. And the answer was to pass the vodka bottle. I think we may have to tell our plumber friend to um, to not be working. Can you hear that, Henry? Or is that coming through the mic? Probably yes, huh? Oh, okay, good. All right, we'll just keep going. It would be great if we could keep going because believe me, this is the tiny little ten by ten foot bathroom that just keeps on frustrating. Let's put it let's put it that way. Ty Cobb was born today in 1886. I guess that's because of Cobb, Tom, that you have him in your almanac. Sometimes I'm never quite sure if you why you have a name in your almanac, but that one does make sense. I think that it's been a long time since I had a little tiny corn cob. It was in your edible dictionary a couple of weeks ago <clears throat> about the Chinese food Mm -hmm. little baby corn cob yeah. and people wondering what exactly that is and it is in fact just a little baby corn cob and I haven't had that in a really long time it's kind of an old-fashioned Chinese thing I mean we go to Trey Yen and you never really see that I'm trying to think of any time I've seen it at Trey Yen in a very long time, but their food tends to be a little more elevated than, you know, your, <laughs> your what I... Fat of fried rice. 
Want to hear more than just the same sports topics about the same sports teams? Then tune in to All Season Long with me, Sean Ross, Thursdays at 1 p.m. right here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. With Tim Berg. I didn't feel a thing. Well done. Vice President Mike Pence, after receiving the coronavirus vaccine along with his wife Karen Pence and Surgeon General Jerome Adams, all received the vaccine on live television on Friday. The vice president continues. As the people of this country witnessed this, uh, this past week under Operation Warp Speed, the first coronavirus vaccine is literally being administered in states across the country to millions of Americans. Make no mistake about it, it's a medical miracle. Also being vaccinated on Friday, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. If you're heading to the malls tomorrow, you won't be alone. A new survey from the National Retail Federation shows more than 150 million people in the United States plan to shop on Super Saturday, the last Saturday before Christmas. USA Radio News. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. The clock is ticking before a partial government shutdown tonight if lawmakers don't pass a funding bill tied to COVID-19 relief. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell hopes that an agreement can be reached for all Americans. The Kentucky Republicans saying things are close regarding a bipartisan deal. In fact, I'm even more optimistic now than I was last night that a bipartisan bicameral framework for a major rescue package is very close at hand. Votes are being looked at once again in the Peach State. Georgia's Secretary of State announced a statewide signature matching effort for the November election. President Trump's campaign claimed voter fraud and has requested that Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger execute the audit. Signatures for absentee ballots in all of Georgia's 159 counties will be reviewed. Biden has a less than 12,000 vote lead in Georgia. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. Signature verification, something also being requested ahead of the January runoff election. USA Radio News. Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here are some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at umove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. Joe Biden says an investigation into his son Hunter is a way of getting to the president-elect. Biden telling The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. I have, we have great confidence in our son. Uh, I am not concerned about any accusations been made against him. It's used to get to me. I think it's kind of foul play. 
the president-elect saying his son is the smartest man he knows. Former House Oversight Committee Chairman Trey Gowdy reacts to the foul play comments made by Chilly night, but not as cold as it has been. And tomorrow, it's even warmer for the afternoon. Chance of rain comes in late in the day tomorrow. It'll be ending early Sunday. Overnight, fair skies, morning lows 40s. Tomorrow, increasingly cloudy, a spotty afternoon shower to the mid-upper 60s. Likely around a two of the showers or a thunderstorm tomorrow night, ending early Sunday with the low of 40s and 50s. Becoming partly cloudy through the afternoon Sunday with a high going to lower 60s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Hello there, this is Tom Fitzmaurice invading you to join us here at the food, uh, let's see, that's another real thing too. show. A good show? No. Nope. <laughs> well, we could uh, we could uh, work that out some kind of way. I think this is probably not going to be one of the good ones, I have to say. Well. Sometimes, you know, I think yes, and, and this would not be one of those. Hello, Michael75 is on the line to talk to us. Hello, Michael. Hello. Good almost Shabbos to you. <laughs> mm. Thank you. This afternoon. And when I, we were in New York about uh, 4.30 or so. You see all these guys with the big black hats on, long black coats, and mm-hmm. uh, it's running. And I said, what, what's that about? They said, these are the Jewish people. They have to get home for Shabbos. Mm-hmm. It, it was 4 o'clock on Friday afternoon. Anyway, uh, I was watching a movie and thought of y'all. It was called Jezebel. Have you ever seen it? No. I have, yeah. It's a lot of lot Art Deco in there. Why did you uh, think of us, Michael? I'm, I, okay, I hesitate I'm about, to ask. Go ahead. I'm about to tell you. It's, it's about the antebellum South in New Orleans. Betty Davis and Henry Fonda. Great, great movie. And guess what the name of the plantation is? The Cool Water Ranch. Uh, Dr. Pepper? <laughs> Almost. The Halcyon Plantation. <laughs> All right. Okay, now speaking of uh, New Orleanians, uh, John Kennedy too, great, great story you brought up. Uh, Confederacy of Nazis, I think, is the best book ever written. And many oh, wow. people say this, ever written by a Louisianian. Oh, okay. I was about to say, you... you, you... No, no, I, no, a little, guy, <laughs> a little guy, I got a bunch of his books I buy in England. His name was Charlie, Charlie Dickens. We called him Chuck. Yeah, okay. I was about to say, you read some pretty lofty uh, literary uh, names, so, okay, yeah. It's, it was okay. a funny book, though. I thought it was really a fun book. I mean, it, oh, it's, yeah. I, I didn't want to like it, but I couldn't help myself. I started yeah. reading it, and it was just captivating. I didn't think I would like it either, too. It was like a, uh immediate read, the whole book. Couldn't put it down. Exactly. Uh, Wait, so you have to wonder why... Why did it take so long to get published? Because it is a book that scoops you up and you, you find that, you know, you've been reading for hours and, and you just read it cover to cover. 
Well, my son wrote his first novel recently, and oh. uh, he, he's having a bit of trouble getting it published. And so then I looked at all the greats uh, who have uh, had uh, first novels, uh, Kill a Mockingbird, uh, Harper Lee, and um, many, many other uh, 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 great novelists had tremendous difficulty getting novels published, especially your first one. I think that was probably his first one. It was, uh, his so, only. So you, 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 know. you have to break break through a whole uh, thing. Yeah. Many people going in there, you have to go through a big bureaucracy. But um, speaking of chicken, fried chicken yesterday, I think the best fried chicken I ever had in my life, R.I.P., rest in peace, uh, Tiffin Inn. Ralph at the ticket, Tiffin Inn, we used to call over there, is Ralph cooking tonight? No, he's not cooking. It's Monday. He only cooks Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. And you go over there and you wait 25 minutes. It's the best fried chicken you ever had. But it's an all right. Isn't that place closed? Place. Isn't, isn't it gone now, the Tiffin Inn? Yeah, it's an R.I.P. Rest in peace. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But, yeah. but, but the one that's now the best to me is Gus's Fried Chicken uh, mm-hmm. near the um, downtown. In the warehouse district? Uh, Sorry? Is there? There's only one, right? The one in the warehouse district, right? Yeah, that's the only mm-hmm. one. The one yeah. uh, with, uh, by the World War II Museum. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. I wouldn't say it's the best out there, but I do. I do like it. Okay. Um, well, we all. It's yeah. It's a phenom out in California for sure, and I oh, was it thinking is? that well, that's out there now. I didn't know that. It's yeah. I mean, it's very very popular out there. As a matter of fact, that's where I thought it was from, but it turns out it's from Memphis. So. Oh yeah, um, right. Yeah. Memphis or Nashville, something. I'm not sure. Uh, but um, uh, also, you were talking about Jacques Pepin. Uh, mm-hmm. the, um, the there is a something uh, by a chef. It's called the French Cooking Academy on YouTube. He, he does many many <laughs> recipes. I don't know if you've ever seen this guy. But he, Michael, he was, can I he, ask you a question? Are you still working, or are you just watching television, uh, YouTube? Wait. And then picking yeah, up food. Let me tell you, I, I think I have a few interests. These are the things I'm interested in. Politics, art, religion, theater, science, history, music, sports, gambling, food, wine, literature, law, travel, and economics. Aside from that, my day is very... Uh, very uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't ask you that. I know all of those things about you already. My question, though, is are you retired or are you no, still no, working amidst retired. all your... Okay, okay. I, okay. I rely on the kindness of strangers. <laughs> Some of my clients. Anyway, anyway, this guy on the French Cooking Academy is fabulous, but uh-huh. he's very he's very anal, like most French chefs are, and uh-huh. you ha- he has to do everything in perfect place, mise en place, and he's got a, a, and his recipes are so. Uh, um, hard to follow and, and so much work you got every recipe you have to do like an hour but that's why the French are so good everything they do is so perfect yeah you know what I'm doing right now Michael sorry you know what I'm doing right now what I'll tell you what I'm doing right now because I'm thinking of it right now I am texting Paige Saloon ask her if she can call the show and then I'm gonna have you ask her directly about oh, whether no. or not Jacques will make you some bouillabaisse. Oh, I don't want him to make so I just want the recipe. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, well, I'll yeah. ask her. I, I just yeah, that, asked that, her if she calls that's in. That's great. 
Yeah. If she calls in, we'll conference the two of you, and you can ask oh, you her. Know, I'll, directly. I'll write it. Okay. I don't even have to conference. Just, I'll be. I'll be listening. Okay. All right. But that anyway, sounds good. you know what I'm doing now. I must tell you, Michael, I'm so honored. I'm just so honored that the food show makes it to your list of things to do in the course oh, of the day. Very, very. <laughs> it's high, high on the list. I'm watching the races from the fairgrounds and all over the country, the horse races. <laughs> okay, so you're watching that while you're listening to the and, food and, show. And okay, tonight I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be watching the Pelicans against uh, the best team in the NBA. Uh, with uh, that's Milwaukee, who we just traded our, one of our great players to, uh, Jew Holiday, okay. and uh, okay, now, then I'll be watch, I'll be watching Brooklyn Nets, who has a great new team against the Boston Celtics at the same time. Okay, now let me let me ask you um, this one thing: Have you ever been to the Kentucky Derby? Never, and even if uh, the only way I would go is if I had a horse in it, and I would never have the horse in it because I would never run my young horses where they would be uh, eligible for that because it, it destroys young horses. You, you after oh. the derby, but most of the horses are uh, ruined oh, for don't life. Don't tell me they sad don't, stuff. I don't want to hear it. No, no, don't don't, don't tell, tell me sad things like that. Go. And my wife wanted me to go for all the parties. I said I don't go to Mardi Gras anymore. I've seen enough of that, and I don't want to go with millions of people. Uh, <laughs> drinking and in fact though this, this famous um what is this you know famous, who i want to um, talk to michael the next time you want to call us you know who i want to talk to your what? wife let's put your wife on the phone <laughs> she, she, she's like she's like you with tom i would never let her on the phone tom is a you're lucky that tom let you take over <laughs> All right. Um, okay. okay, that's all I can say. All right. He doesn't let me. I, I have to. Anyway. All okay, right. Great. Um, is that it, Michael? That was a short one today. Short one. Yeah, not too bad, but uh, we're about ready to take a five, little five, break. 5569696 is the number. We will be rack after these messages. The Crescent City Steakhouse has been a favorite since the first time I discovered it on Mardi Gras Day. This old-fashioned steakhouse hasn't changed much since it opened in 1934. I love the steaks. Here is prime beef, dry-aged in-house, a great T-bone or porterhouse steak. The Vojkovic family has welcomed generations of locals to this special place, and they'd love to welcome you. Crescent City Steakhouse, 1001 North Broad, 821-3271. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is five girls, and the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville. 985-845-2348. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds, all wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette, 644-4992. Mimi'sBarAndGrill.com. I get misty just holding your hand. 
Yes, indeed. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number I want to mention. Norjo's Imports. This is a wonderful little emporium, I would call it, over on Metairie Road where the railroad tracks cross Metairie Road. Look to the right a little bit. There's a red, white, and green flag indicating Italian, and that's what you're going to find in there. That is the place that you will get the best muffalata on the South Shore. A great new sandwich that's gaining a lot of popularity called the Lindy Meatball Sub. They have a cheese wheel, a cheese wheels, what they call it, but it's where you go in and get some pasta tossed <clears throat> with the cheese right there on site. They have a bakery that makes delicious Italian cookies along the lines of bricados, but you don't have to stand in line like that. And these are excellent as well. This is where you can find the olive oils that make what you're cooking special, not the kind that you see produced in mass on the supermarket shelf. If you are really particular about what you're cooking and want a great olive oil, which can make all the difference <clears throat> in the world, get uh, something from Norjo. I'm thinking about the string bean casserole that I made at Thanksgiving. I used the Tony Mandina olive oil from Villa Mandina. And I wonder if I'm gonna use the generic stuff and I wonder how much different that's going to be. I would imagine probably a lot for Christmas. And I'm making a double batch, so I hope it's not so, so different that nobody wants to eat it. This is Norjo Import. Go see Mark over there. He's got lots of ideas. He can get you something if you are looking for it and it's not there. They have all kinds of really eclectic items uh, from all over the world. It's Norjo Import, 505 Frisco Avenue in Metairie. The phone number there is 833-9240. Let's go to Mike. Hello. Hello. <laughs> You Wait a minute. Say, you, say it. You killed, I did, did. You killed the shepherd's pie. You killed the shepherd's pie with the squash. Oh, oh so I thought you were going to say that I killed your your um your delivery you of your name. You killed the shepherd's pie with the squash. Never put squash in shepherd's pie ever 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 ever. Okay, what should I do instead? You know what goes in shepherd's pie. Why, I mean, have you ever seen a recipe to put squash in shepherd's pie? You know where I started putting squash and zucchini in shepherd's pie? Because that's the way Dickie Brennan was doing it. And I thought, well, if it's good enough for Dickie Brennan, it's good enough for me. You know what? You're going to make me look up recipes for shepherd's pie right now. I think squash is like 95% water. <laughs> it is. So, so it is, but it's it good for you. Layer, when you put it as a layer of shepherd's pie, all it's going to do is throw off all this water and dilute everything else that's in there. That's crazy. You know how Tom you used know to say. You know how Tom used to say the definition of a gentleman was someone who could play the accordion <laughs> but don't, but doesn't. Yes, I do well, like that one. Yeah. The, the, de the definition of a gracious dining host is one that could serve squash but doesn't. <laughs> Now, you know, Mike, if you eat things that have a lot of water in it, it reflects on your face. Well, that's a whole different <laughs> issue. I won't, I won't challenge that. But I still say right. it's the tofu of vegetables. Well, you know, it, it is. flavorless. No, it is. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. But, there's, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's flavorless. 
God. Well, I mean, yeah. when you take something that's flavorless, it's only going to taste as good as you make it taste, you know? And you, All right, so how do you make shepherd's pie? Your little experiment What's in with your melatons. I mean, that, that turned out not to be worth uh, your time, didn't it? Oh, you're right. You're right about that. Listen, you know what, Mike? My, my experiment... Uh, ratio of wasted time to fruitfulness is not good. <laughs> between between the Chef Boyardee uh, pizza thing and some of these other things, I gotta say you're right. I gotta say you're right. Okay, this this picture has carrots and peas in it. That's what. That's that, what's that's, tra- that's traditional. Carrots and peas are traditional. I think corn is okay. But yeah. anything that has that much liquid in it, no, I, I can only see where that would make a mess out of the mashed potatoes. But look, I want to move on. Pierogies. Yes. Uh, Chef, Chef Sue at Zasu has them on an ongoing basis. Oh, and, does she really? Well, that, I would imagine that's her heritage, yeah. I get a weekly email from her, and she's doing takeout dinners every week, you know, and it rotates. She changes it. But she has at the bottom of the menu on a weekly basis what she calls extras. And I think they must have made a whole bunch of these, and they froze them. It's caramelized cabbage and potato pierogies. And they're available, I think, about a half dozen increment. And uh, if anybody would know how to make them, I would think she would be a good candidate, you know? Yeah, for sure. Do you go over there and, and eat there? I mean, if you're on her mailing list, I would imagine you're a fan of the restaurant. I don't think she's doing a la carte dining right now. She uh, she attempted to resurrect it, and she sent out a correspondence saying that the logistics just weren't working out. Now, what she does do is she will have private lunches and private dinners. And I, I don't think it takes a, a lot of people to be able to do it. Like, I, maybe I don't want to misstate it, but I think maybe as few as eight people, if you commit to a party of eight, you could you could get the place for lunch or whatever, you know. Yeah, but uh-huh. just yeah. the walking in, the walking in off the street right now is, is not happening over there. At least last last I heard, it wasn't. Yeah, but uh, she, yeah. she apparently well, that's still true of a lot of places. What? Uh, that's true yeah, of a lot of places. Yeah. Yeah. I know that Grigri just opened for a la carte, but they were doing and and Arno's also, but they were doing. Um, just the, the parties of eight or more. And I think they did do very well with that. I think they all did very well with that. Yeah, I would imagine I mean, if you, especially as a place as small as what she has over there, you know? Yeah, right. It is a small place for sure. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> she was telling me that she's doing an octopus that I need to come over and, and get some octopus. Sure. Why not? <laughs> do you like octopus? Uh, you know what? Uh, no, I might like fan. octopus. Yeah. Not oh, you're not? I like you're not? It. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, I, I might like octopus if I tried it, but I, I, I don't see that happening. You know, there's not a lot of anything there. What, I'll octopus? Be, octopus I've cooked from top to bottom. I've had it where it was uh, smoked and, you know, a bunch of other ways of doing it. And to me, it, if you don't get it clean right when it starts off and you... Put the the uh, little bit of uh, smelling in there of of again the uh, uh, these uh, days from also the yeah. mi- middle of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's worth taking a look of if there's those sorts of things are in while you are 
octopus salad. I'm for, seeing some of that for, too around. For, for, a, for a number of years, I was getting together on Good Friday with a bunch of guys from Croatia. And one of the things they always had in the buffet was the marinated cold octopus. Mm, yeah. And I tried it, and it was like chewing on a rubber band. <laughs> I just, I mean, I just, I well, just never could get past the, the texture component of it. You know? When but, we hey, went guess, on, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, I guess it's whatever you grew up with, you know. Well, I know when we went on that first European cruise, Clara Satanovich and Drago were on that cruise and they got off the boat in Dubrovnik and Clara grew up in a house on a cliff overlooking a little cove on the Adriatic. And the house was very like, you know, European with the stone walls and everything. And she was gracious enough to invite the entire group from New Orleans to her mother's home for lunch. And she served a cold octopus salad. <laughs> and even in that setting, I couldn't do it. <laughs> so uh, it was, it, you know, if you can't do it in a place like that, then I guess you just can't do it. But I, I, I'm not going to be eating a cold octopus salad. But everybody that had it loved it. They raved about it. So it is good. <clears throat> it's, I mean, it's, it's not nasty uh, in any way. Uh, it's very crisp, has a real nice uh, flavor. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that everybody liked it because I would have been, I would have been really upset if it had fallen to me to eat some of it. But it was gone before I could even be noticed as not having eaten it. Anyway. Oh well, it's always tomorrow. All right. And Sue, uh, right. <clears throat> Sue Zeminick is how she says her name. I just learned that when we talked to her, is going to try to get me to eat octopus. And I will consider right. it, but it's not going to be cold. All right. Take care, Mike. Bye. Have a good weekend. <clears throat> you too. Bye-bye. 556-9696 is the number if you want to talk to us. We would like to talk to you. I just got a text back from Paige. Let's see. Oh, okay. So she's a little bit busy, but... Um, We'll arrange for her to. We'll we'll arrange to talk to her. I'll 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 talk to her at the break, and tell her what I'm looking for, and maybe she'll have a minute to uh, <clears throat> to talk. And if not, we will talk to her another day. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. As usual, we're talking about absolutely everything out there. Um, Michael was talking about uh, John Kennedy Tool's book and how much he. Um, really, really enjoyed it, which kind of surprises me, actually, because he's so into his literary giants. And actually, the words to drink by on tomorrow's almanac is from one of his great favorites, Ernest Hemingway. Mm, drinking is choice. a way of ending the day. <laughs> there you go. I think you got that. Uh, I think in his case, though, it's a way of starting the day, too, and everything in between that. Um, I can, I can definitely picture that. It's also National Hard Candy Day tomorrow. Tom, do you remember when I made the hard candy, when I was into my hard candy making phase? That was today early. Uh, no, uh, well. we, you know, we, I, we talk about these cookbooks that we have on mm -hmm. the shelf over 30 years of doing cookbook interviews. Oh yeah, we still do that. We have I a think, lot of cookbooks. Yeah, and one of well, my that, favorites. That's good. When the kids were little, 
one of my very favorites was from Skitch Henderson. Older people will remember Skitch Henderson as being part of the Johnny Carson show. Oh, <clears throat> that's something I'm still thinking about. When they were doing it in New York, that's how far back this goes, and Skitch Henderson lived in the country, I think, I want to say Connecticut maybe. Johnny but Carson. he and his family lived in the country outside of New York City, and he had two books. One was Seasons in the Country, and they went through all the different seasons and the way they celebrated the seasons. His wife was, I think, from Scandinavia, maybe. And so they had incorporated a lot of the European culture in their celebrations especially their holiday celebrations and then they had a second book called christmas in the country and one of the that's tom do you remember when you were making fun of me for mercilessly for my lamington phase my Ooh. lamington you had such a good time with that one I of did. the recipes in this book was mm. a pound cake that was sort of a fondue. So you would make this pound cake, and it was a really delicious pound cake recipe. I mean, it was pound cake is so simple. It's, it's a pound of everything, isn't it? And then the, the cake itself is like four pounds because you put a pound of all those things in there. But um, the recipe for lamingtons was where you would take the pound cake and slice it into rectangles and then dip that into melted chocolate. That was one of the recipes that you enjoyed um, torturing me over. This was in the days before Mary Lee became a baker, so I had to do these things myself. She was a little kid then. But the other one that I really got latched onto was the making of hard candy, which is so hard and really delicate and sensitive. And so not like something I should be doing. But we'll talk a little bit more about that after the break, which is uh, the bottom of the hour right now for the Louisiana Radio Network. We'll be back for more food talk after that. Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Brooke Thorington. An animated Governor John Bell Edwards begged business owners at a resilient Louisiana commission meeting to start taking the pandemic seriously again as cases surge statewide. Edwards says this should be an exciting time for the state now that the first vaccines have been rolled out. But... We're several months away from putting this pandemic in our rearview mirror. And between now and then, we have to double down on these mitigation measures. They work. They absolutely work. Edwards says the public's response to this third wave of the virus will be judged by later generations. You might be wondering why you've seen an increase in your auto insurance bill. Insurance Commissioner Jim Donilon says it's not a rate increase, but the end to rebates that were extended during the pandemic. So rates are going back to the level they were earlier this year. It's higher than it was last month, but it's not a rate increase. Rates on average were rebated 6% earlier this year. LouisianaRadioNetwork.com Louisiana knows how to take care of its own. We've got our roots in common, and that's plenty. Louisianians are strong. Hurricane winds seldom blow us off course because our home lies in the helping hands of our neighbors. We rise with the floods. Knowing the waters are filling with bateaus to carry us when we need carrying. And we need carrying now. When our families and communities are suffering and our healthcare workers are tired. It's time to help. Time to put on a mask and protect one another the way we do in any crisis. 
the good times will come back. We'll get another shot at a familiar life soon. But for now, let's all wear a mask and carry on. Carry one another to the finish line. Here in Louisiana, masks are more than fabric. They're what keep us stitched together as a community. Brought to you by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana. AOS Interior Environments are the largest design assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter, and that's why they've partnered with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge, December 11th, Little Freddie King, and on December 18th, Chris Royal and Dark Matter. For more info on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com. AOS Interior Environments, where good design is good business. Find them on the web at thinkaos.com. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. We're out right now, I don't know why. Oh, they're back. Oh, sorry? Okay. Well, it's... <clears throat> Some somebody's missings. It's still not Oh, okay, we're back. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I was looking at the the wrong clock. 5569696 is the number if you want to talk to us. We would love to talk to you. I don't know how we got on National Cupcake Day, but I don't I don't really think that's the day we're talking. Yeah, hard candy. That's what we're talking about. So there was a time when I was doing all of these recipes from this book because, and now that I look at it, it's really funny because cookbooks at that time, and we're talking 20 some odd years ago, cookbooks were nothing like they are now. They were more just cookbooks. But the cookbooks of today are really gorgeous and elaborate and I'm looking at this cookbook that I thought was gorgeous back then and it looks so it looks so amateurish I would say but one of the things that I loved about it was all the fun things that you could do with kids which is what we did a lot of and um, the hard candy was a thing that I got into and really was <laughs> I was really like you know what it looks like one of the dogs chewed the edges of this book must have been in the 2000s. That's when the dogs started chewing things. Anyway, it is not easy to make hard candy. And it is something that you absolutely have to be really specific about. It's a certain temperature and it's time sensitive. And you have to really, really pay attention to it. And this is, like I said, absolutely not 
the kind of thing that somebody like me who doesn't follow recipes all that well should be doing. But they came out, they came out good. We made some good lollipops and um, that was one of my phases that didn't last very long and, and probably a good thing. But uh, we did have fun with it for the time that we did. I was talking to um, Mike a little while ago about the shepherd's pie. And I will say this, I didn't get to tell him that. The squash that I put in there. <laughs> and I don't know, I've, the last couple of times I've made shepherd's pie, it's been with squash and zucchini because that was the way I decided it looked promising when I had it at Dickie Brennan's. But um, it is peas and carrots, the regular version. So maybe next time we'll do that. But um, when I took it out, he's absolutely right, because when I took it out, there was a puddle of water oozing up from around the edges. It didn't really have anything to do with the, the potato, though. It pretty much stayed in the bottom of the dish. So the squash was sort of wet with the squash, but then the, the beef layer sort of insulated the water from the potatoes because it would be really gross if you had wet potatoes, but, uh, but it was good. I thought it was good. I mean, it was, it was not the best version I've made, but it certainly worked. It's, you know, meat, potatoes, and, and vegetables on a cold, cold day. That works. We have some more. <laughs> How do you feel about having shepherd's pie tonight, Tom? Well, it was a little on the light side, and I haven't had it in a long time. And, and uh, the ones I remember from being when I was a kid or going to school uh, was to have some uh, very melted, very melted uh, cheese across the top, and then you've got the ground beef and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. And if you've done it well, you have this nice uh, this, uh, blonde uh, look at. Uh, Do you know how much I spent? At Sam's last night? Sam's? Sam's. I went to Sam's last night. I had about six items. Where's Sam's? In the supermarket. Well, it's it's a Walmart thing. You wouldn't oh. you wouldn't want to go. But you definitely <laughs> As a matter of fact, you definitely wouldn't want to go. Sam's is the updated version of the old troops for those people who grew up in Kenner in the last century, mid century. Uh, Troops was the first place that you could get in the line at the supermarket and have a pair of pants, some deli meat, and a couple of tires. And that has now evolved into places like Costco and Sam's. But it's, I mean, it's a good idea. Uh, but I'd never seen a supermarket that had all of those different things, and they do. But... Um, Sam's I went to last night because they, they have just a gigantic version of whatever it is that you're looking for. So I had to get some dog food. I got the big version of that. I got some cat food, the big version of that. But what really jacked up the price, and it was $115, what really jacked up the price was the cheese. Because now Sam's has a much more elaborate cheese section. Gee, have you seen the cheese section at Sam's lately? Uh, no. So they've changed it. And they've gone well beyond Tillamook cheddar into things like a gigantic hunk of Manchego and Gruyere and, and all the versions of Dubliner cheese and butter. 
And so I just sort of got carried away and I, I bought a whole bunch of cheese and the cheese alone was $50. <laughs> and I was thinking, I don't know if I should get this because we have to eat it and then we tend to not eat it. And I would cry if I didn't eat all that cheese. So we're just, we're now charged with the task of making sure that cheese does not go to waste. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we would love to talk to you. We never did really get on the subject of the egg roll house. If anyone has been there, the it's a place that I've been looking well. at for about 30, 40 years. And I finally swung into there and got a Chinese meal. And um, it was, it was basic bulk Chinese grub is what I'm calling it. But it was clean. It was not bad. And if you want to do drive through Chinese, it works. I mean, I don't want to do drive through Chinese. My curiosity got the better of me, especially since I'd been driving around looking for something to buy. Because I went to <clears throat> the South Shore to drop off a key and was planning to go to Larder for dinner. But... I didn't, um, I didn't, it was, it was locked. It was closed. They just closed like 10 minutes before that. So um, I was sort of stuck with the, the idea of getting something to bring back across the lake. And that was what I got. And I kind of wish now I'd gone to Tacos del, what is it? Tacos del Cartel. Is that the name of it? Tacos del, yeah. Tacos del Cartel. The next time I'm across the lake, I'm going to swing into that place and get some. It's, uh, it's definitely cool, and I'm sure people are talking about it because their billboards make you want to uh, get some tacos. Is it only tacos, or is it is drive through Mexican, Chi? I don't know. Yeah. But it's, it uh, looks promising. Let's just say that. Although I'm not big of, a real big tacos fan. I'm still waiting to go to that Amigos taco truck. And I tried to go last night, but they were closed, naturally. The, the time I was actually going to swing in there and get some tacos, they were closed. 5569696 five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we have just 15 minutes left of the show, and we would love to talk to you. Tom, back in, let's see, I'm trying to find that little, that little piece that looked kind of cool. In 2004, 12 million bees were killed as they were hosed off I-15 near Las Vegas, a truck carrying them in almost 500 colonies crashed into a wall and spilled the bees in rush hour. The bees were on their way to pollinate the almond crop in California. That's sad. That's a very sad story. Tom, why did you, how do you find this stuff? Where did you find that story? <laughs> uh, they uh, needed some something to fill. I mean, it's... Ex, ex, uh, yeah, but I'm kind of curious as to how you even would have found that story. That's kind of uh, that's kind of an obscure sort of reference to that or anything. Anyway, 5569696 five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we will be back right after these messages. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. 
Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hansa's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursday's wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manelli, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. I was just talking to Paige, if you ever heard that conversation. Paige is Jacques Saloon's wife, and I was going to ask her for the bouillabaisse recipe, but she works at a church and has four rehearsals lined up tonight. So it's good to know that people are still getting married. That's great. Five five six nine six nine six. Let's go to Darren. Where's that? That's Darren. a new one on me. <laughs> How's it going, guys? It is going. Uh-huh. I hope you uh, can't hear the the whatever it is in the background. <laughs> oh, that's that's okay. You have constant uh, we, we work going have, on at the house. We often have noise in in our background. I actually, um, this is so funny. I so my my wife is a Catholic school teacher, and mm-hmm. she said, "Hey, I put all of the gifts on our bed, but I closed the door because I was worried about the dog because there are some edibles." And um, she said, I'll see you when I get back from running an errand. And so I went in there, and I feel pretty guilty. Somebody gave her a box of Hostess um, Ding Dongs, and I was like, I have to eat one. <laughs> so the uh, I would love to actually talk to your wife. You know why? <laughs> because for the longest time um, at Christmas, Christmas... And the end of the year was the most traumatic time of the entire school career. And that's saying something, because I thought school was generally traumatic start to finish. But I would argue with my kids about what to get teachers for gifts. And I would always laugh about the kinds of things that teachers got for gifts. So what are they getting for gifts now? Food gifts like that? So, well, and, and, I'm, and I need to find out the story, but this is the funny thing. So it's like, you know, like looking at the crime scene, but not really knowing the backstory. So there's, right. there appears to be some very nice gifts on our bed. And I do know but that boy, she had received some really nice, nice gift cards. But next to the box of ding-dongs is a bottle of <laughs> Jose Cuevo. And I'm like, all right, what's going on here? <laughs> Hopefully not from the same kid. I don't know. So I need to find out. But um, but at any rate, I will tell you, obviously, with her being a teacher of over 25 years, we always gave really nice gifts to both of our children's teachers because we appreciate it. I mean, that, right, that is yeah. a... That's a that's a career that is is they're unsung heroes. They're often not they don't yeah. receive the credit they deserve. Right. But um, right. so I was calling well, to daughter, tell, 
from a food standpoint, I was uh, aside from from the the ding dongs. I was calling to tell you I do believe <laughs> that if not tonight, definitely tomorrow, we are going to do tacos del cartel. So I'll call oh, you. Oh good, oh good, please, yes. With a uh, with an update, yes. the problem. Let me give you a heads up. The problem with it is it's as you know it's on David Drive. Right, right now is yeah. the lights at Lafayette. It is a nightmare uh, logistically in that area. I see. So okay. do not get caught up in that area right now because it could be okay. a, a, not a fun experience. Uh-huh. But um, is it is it strictly drive through or can you eat in? You know, I, I think you can go in, but I will tell you the drive through seems to be. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's it backs up uh-huh. traffic. It it's it must be. It it must be pretty good, or or people are trying it for the first time. I'm not really sure. Marketing but, um, is good. It, marketing will get you in there. Now, whether you keep going in there is something else. But their marketing is very good. Those billboards make you want to, you know, they make you want to go. So, how long have they been open? You know, Marianne, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, it was that French bakery. Wait, and, that was Chez Pierre. It was yes, not Chez Pierre. Really. And Tacos Del Cartel did a tremendous job transforming that location. I will tell you one really unique thing about David Drive, and even parts of Williams. You know, post-Katrina, we had a lot of uh, Hispanic people move into this pocket, and there are some really unique restaurants and grocery stores and 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 it's really interesting. I mean, I would like to experience some of it. Um, you should. That's what it, I've been you know, saying. Yeah, there, there's some really unique, like little grocery stores. There's, I think, right by yeah. Taco Del Cartel is La Economica. It's you know, like, I would you, love, love you know, to I've go in. I've been saying this for a long time. Hey, Marianne, did I lose you? One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hansa's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursday's wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. The Crescent City Steakhouse has been a favorite since the first time I discovered it on Mardi Gras Day. This old-fashioned steakhouse hasn't changed much since it opened in 1934. I love the steaks. Here is prime beef dry-aged in-house, a great T-bone or porterhouse steak. 
The Vojkovic family has welcomed generations of locals to this special place, and they'd love to welcome you. Crescent City Steakhouse, 1001 North Broad, 821-3271. Autumn in New York, why does it seem so inviting? Let me just say real quick, if you want to go to uh, a wonderful dinner that's intimate and like, like being at home but not, Maple Street Cafe is a great place to go. They are open on Christmas Day for $34.95. A three-course menu for kids under 12, 12 and under, it is $16.95. They are open for dine-in and take-out Christmas Eve. Normal hours, Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. Christmas Day they close at 4, New Year's Day they open at 4. Let's go back to Darren. I don't know where we lost you, Darren. Where did we lose you? I, I'm not sure, but, um, we, I mean, we were talking about uh, just how it's transformed the Williams Pocket yes. and David yes. Drive. Yes, yes, and, yeah. um, That's and I, and I think everybody should experience that. It, it, uh, well, not, not unless you want to, but, but it, you know, people really get into their hip version of these global cuisines, and I always say, if you want the real deal, go to Williams Boulevard, forget the Bywater, go to Williams Boulevard, that's where the mom and pops are. I, I would agree with you. I, Marianne, I often said this, post-Katrina on Carrollton, yeah. Carrollton and Orleans, there was a taco truck. Uh-huh. And I, I, I only speak English, so rarely did I understand what was being said, but I will tell you this, mm -hmm. what was being delivered in those tacos was pure magic. Yeah. It was yeah. outstanding. And that's, and, that's, and that's kind of reset the standard locally. Katrina reset the standard locally for all that kind of stuff. All right, Darren, got to move along. Thanks. Hey, have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Let's go to Andy. Andy? Oh. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. Oh, you know what? I have to, I have to check that a little bit more. All right. 5569696 is the number. Yes, they have all of these Instagrammable versions of global cuisines that are cool and look pretty and might be good and are likely to be, um, I mean, I'm sure they're fine, but it's, it's it, you know, people talk about authentic, authentic, authentic. If you want authentic global cuisine, go to Kenner. That's where you're going to find it for sure. Um, I was surprised to hear him say that Chez Pierre was in that building because Chez Pierre... I remember Chez Pierre from 40 years ago out in Kenner. That's the original location. That's where I learned about the culinary connection between the French and the Vietnamese and why the Vietnamese food has such a strong French influence. And uh, Chez Pierre only recently, and by recently I mean in the last six or seven years, has started to really expand their footprint around town. And it doesn't really make sense that they would have put us another location so close to the original location because David Drive is, it's not Kenner, it's Metairie, but it's, so, it's right there at the line. So I'm surprised to hear that they had a place there. I'm not surprised to hear that they closed it um, but I, I didn't, I missed that whole, I missed that whole thing. You know what I want to know about in that area? 
and what I keep saying to myself, I'm going to go and do. But the ground patty has been there. Tom, how old's the ground patty? Do you remember the ground patty? Yeah, I sure did. It uh, was something. How old is it? It goes back to the 60s. Does it? Yeah. And then it stayed around for a really long time. And there may be a couple of them that are still there. It's just there's that we the didn't one in, know. Uh, right, right across from Chappelle, across the canal. That's probably the canal. They that's the, the last one, I think. Uh, I think if there's a last one, that's it. Yeah. Because um, they, they have really held to it. There was one here, too. Was that one of the original things in the Acme building? Was that a ground patty at one time? I want to say it was. I never did hear the no, end of that. No, no, that's not where it was. You know where it was? But the ground patties in the space that that's La Coretta now. On the North Shore. Mm-hmm. Am I right about that? Does anybody remember when Ground Patty was on the North Shore? I don't think so. That's not the building? I don't think so. I might be wrong. They were definitely here for a time, and I don't remember. If you uh, we don't really have a lot of time if you know where I'm talking about. I think I could be mistaken about the exact location, but I know that it was on that side of the uh, highway 190, and it and I don't even know when it ended. But Ground Patty was, they had a lot of them, and then now they just have that one on David Drive. But I haven't set foot into the place in forever, and I am curious. And whenever I'm out there, I think, should I swing into the Ground Patty and see what it's like? Anybody been to the ground patty? The one in, uh, it's not Kenner, it's right, right, Meadow I remember the Kenner line. very well. Yeah. It's, uh, I thought it was good, Tom. Did you like it? Uh, in its day, it was very good. And I thought so. And not so late. It's, it was nothing. Yeah, it was, um, I, it was like Ruby Reds. Did you like Ruby Reds mm-hmm. as well? Yeah, we had a, uh, Ichabod's. Uh, one of them, one of them copied off the other. I think it might have been. I think it might have been Ruby Red's copying off of Ground Patty, but I could be wrong about that. Anyway, if you know, and I'm now like really wondering because I'm curious if I have the right spot, but um, I seem to think that the Ground Patty that was on the North Shore is the same space that La Coretta is now. Could be. Uh, That's not where it was, though. I think it is. That was over... uh... Because remember when we moved over here, it was the um, the Louis Prima golf course. Yeah, that, that And then was, they started building it. Yeah, they... Uh, anyway, they Ground Patty was over on the North Shore <laughs> somewhere until I don't know when. So if you know the answers to that question, either email us, tom at nomenu.com, or call us and tell us because I, I'm very curious now. And when they ended over here, because now there's just the one, I think. All right, that's it for us. I want to mention that if you would like to tell a friend about the show, we would love for you to do that. Tell them to download the Simple Radio app. It's free. And type in 990 New Orleans, and you can listen anywhere. And it's a good, crystal clear version of the show. If you missed a part of the show, we would love for you to check it out on nomenu.com. The Food Show podcasts are there. That's N-O-M-E-N-U.com. We have a new events page that our daughter has done. It's very nice. If you're looking for things to do around town, that's where you go. Nomenu.com slash events. That is also where you can sign up for the newsletter, which comes out twice a week. It is where you will find Tom's vintage pieces from the last 50 years. That's the Dining Diary, more events, 
who's opening after being closed for COVID and all such things. That's N-O-M-E-N-U.com. We also have our Instagram. That is at the New Orleans menu. We'd love for you to follow us there. We put up a lot of nice pictures of the places that we eat, and we'd love for you to become a follower of at the New Orleans menu. I also have my own thing, Emmy the Story Lady, on Spotify and all of those platforms. It's E-M-M-I-E. Last but not least, Tim McNally is up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show. And that does it for us for the week. Uh, We will see you next week, Christmas week. My goodness, can't believe it. WGSO New Orleans. Good night. The best in whining and dining daily. It's the Dine, Wine, and Spirits Show with Tim McNally from 4 to 5 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM New Orleans. With an alleged Chinese spy, Swalwell sits on the House Intelligence Committee Regarding the California Democrats staying on that committee, McCarthy says... For sure. I, I had questions about whether we should. That's the one question that was asked that we should not be on. Do you think you will be on the I just think the appropriate thing, he should not be on The House and Senate are preparing a two-day extension of funding to avoid a government shutdown at midnight. The short-term resolution will give congressional leaders until Sunday to reach an agreement on a COVID-19 relief bill. Lawmakers from both parties have insisted they will not leave Washington for the holidays until they get a deal. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. The product that you have given me here is, as far as I'm concerned, sent to me from heaven. I love it a great deal. It's hard to find anything that's real nowadays. I enjoy it immensely. It's making my life so much better. I feel so much better. And during this pandemic, I have no worries whatsoever. My immune system has got to be at a top-notch level. I don't seem to get colds or anything. I don't know what getting sick is anymore. This is so cool. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. On Friday, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell both received their COVID-19 vaccinations. Also receiving a vaccination, Republican Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana. He joins Fox and Friends and talks about the vaccine and those who may be a little bit skeptical of the coronavirus vaccine. Some of my people back home have called me and said, uh, we're scared to take the shot because we don't know what's in it. And I tell them, I ask them, do you eat hot dogs? You don't know what's in a hot dog either. But you got to trust somebody and the most able uh, perspicacious people in the world have developed this vaccine. The, The vice president took it today and... Once it's available, you should take it, too. Okay. That audio, courtesy of Fox News and your final numbers on Wall Street, ending the week on a down note with the Dow losing 124 points, falling to 30,179. USA Radio News.
Jimmy Setchum, who is the executive chef at Broussard's Restaurant. We just rolled out a new happy hour menu. Very French-inspired, small plates, some crab and corn beignets, mandouille gougères, palms d'offre. Mandouille gougères? Yeah. Mandouille, gruyere cheese, pot au dough, fried up, actually, instead of baked. So they get that nice crispy outside and fluffy yeah. interior. You get the cheese all melty. Doing some petite sandwiches as well. Make it very 